Hello and thank you for tuning in to Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I am your host, Brandon Yates, and as always, I'm joined by my co-hosts, Fuyu and Yang Guang. And we also have Tian Yu joining us today, which is always fantastic to have on the show. And of course, we will be talking about the latest World Cup action. I'm sure you've all been watching it and are aware that the group stages have been very exciting indeed. We've seen a couple of upsets. We've seen some of the strong teams performing really well. We've seen the defending champions also play at a very high level and are looking like they can go on and do good things in the World Cup. And of course, a few other teams have been very impressive as well. But I think for most fans that have been watching the World Cup at this point that aren't you know, from a particular nation that's playing, I guess some of the surprise results have been the most exciting. And um, we will dive into all of those as we go throughout the podcast. Um, Yang Guang, I'll start with you. Of course... As I've already mentioned, the group stage matches have been very exciting and we've seen some predicted action. We've seen some surprises. It's been thrilling for all the right reasons, depending on which team you're supporting and where you're from. Um, but from your perspective, which matches have been the most exciting and why? Um, well, Group E games are something you cannot miss um, at World Cup. Dramatic ties, Spain against um, Japan and Germany against Costa Rica, uh, a lot of ups and downs. I personally actually support Germany and uh, seeing the team crash out from the group stage again is something really disappointing. But um, credits must be given to Japan. The whole Asia uh, should be very proud of this team. Beating Germany and Spain in the group of death is marvelous. Uh, but I particularly liked the game between an earlier game uh, between Ghana and South Korea. It was uh, definitely a classic drama. Um, Ghana first scored two goals and then South Korea leveled quickly with two consecutive headers. Ghana took the victory with a late winner. It's it's a it's a fun game to watch. Ghana, I would say, is the best disciplined team from Africa. Well organized in defense, and the South Korea they relentlessly ran, like they never got exhausted. Um, they played to the utmost of their styles, both teams, and they deservedly scored goals. It, it's a World Cup game I was looking forward to ahead of the tournament. The World Cup title contention may be about those elite European and South American teams, but um, it's also because of such beautiful games even between underdogs that make World Cup such a thrill to watch. Um, then I have to say Germany's 1-0 draw with Spain was also very exciting, uh, but in a very different way. And it's like a top Champions League clash. Not many goals, not even many shots, uh, but the intensity of the game, the battle on the mind level of the two coaches and every player on the pitch are what makes it so enjoyable to watch. Um, it's very much like two people playing chess. Every detail, every move could be decisive. Um, I bet there would be more similar matchups in the knockout stages. Yeah, I think when we get to the knockout stages, we may see a little bit more conservative approaches from some of the teams that have gone through. But I think in the group stages, particularly from the teams that weren't necessarily expected to uh, to do well. To see them really going out there and performing without fear and give, giving some of the so-called greater or stronger footballing nations, um, it's always fantastic to see. But yeah, I think there's been some 
incredible shocks. I think Germany's a massive one. Belgium's another one. Um, but also a couple of teams that have gone through. It's also been very exciting to see some of the unexpected teams, you know, off the top of my head, a team like Morocco from Africa as an, as, as an African. I think that was really fantastic to see um, them go through to the next round. Um, as a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, I'm thrilled to see that Portugal are doing quite well at this stage. Um, so, yeah, I think um, there's been some, you know, expected good performances from some of the bigger teams. But, yeah, I think, you know, as you've mentioned, some of the drama and the unexpected performances from the lower ranked nations has been really fantastic. But, yeah, I think when we get to the group stages, things will get a little bit more, not necessarily boring, but uh, more conservative and, you know, a bit more serious. And we also may see some of the sleeping giant nations find their form and maybe even some actually kind of struggle with being on the big stage. So it'll be very interesting to see um, how the last 16 set of results go. But of course, um, there's still some interesting results there um, once all of the group stage action is is complete. Um, for you, from your side, what has stood out for you the most in terms of you know, matches and teams and what you've been seeing from, you know, the nations that have been performing so far? Um, okay, first of all, I don't think the uh, knockout matches will be boring because those are the real thrillers and teams really don't get second chances. Unlike in the group stage, if you lose or tie a game, there's uh, you can still pull back with a win or with a strong performance in the later matches. But in the in the knockouts, it is do or die. So I always enjoy those games a lot more than the group games. And speaking of the most exciting games, um, like Yang Guang said, the group of death were particularly interesting because of how things unfolded among Japan, Spain, and Germany. And this is just a crazy group. If you look at the result after all games are done, even the bottom team, Costa Rica, has three points. And it became complicated after Germany lost their opening game. Even as the games um, progressed, things were still changing. And um, if you look at it, when Costa Rica were 2-1 up against Germany, it looks like Spain would be eliminated. But in the end, it turned out that it was Germany that crashed out. And Spain coach Luis Enrique said he would have had a heart attack had he known how things progressed in that match. And it just shows how delicate the situation was. But what I'm really glad about what Germany did was that they didn't deliberately lose the game because they needed to progress. Mm -hmm, They displayed great sportsmanship and um, bowed out with a win. Uh, And here, I don't think people should lament their early exit for for too long because even if they manage to reach the knockouts, this German squad is very unlikely to go far. They haven't had a true center forward for some time. Um, Of course, we know a lot of the teams in the world may have ditched that, but it seems like Germany couldn't work without it. And their midfield is okay, but there's no one to complete the powerful attack and uh, to deliver the shot. And in the World Cup, you can't afford to make mistakes or miss too many chances. So I wasn't very optimistic about Germany's prospects after their loss to Japan. Yeah, I think once we get to the knockout stages, that's going to be, you know, well, we, you know, we are pretty much at the knockout stages. I think that's going to be the point where we start seeing who are the true contenders, um, to, you know, to, to potentially go all of the way. But 
Yeah, I think in terms of the the talking points, um, you know, from the matches that we've seen, I think it seems like there's a lot more, not necessarily focus, but there seems to be just a lot more talk about the teams that didn't perform. And of course, you know, Germany over the years have been such a strong nation in past World Cups. And for you mentioned a lot of valid points there. Defensively, they just don't look strong at all, which is very unlike German teams of the past. And Lacking a centre-forward, I think, is something that you and Yang Guang have mentioned before. And, um, you know, we, we know that they've got the pace out wide and they are, you know, pretty good on the counter-attack. But, you know, it's all good and well having that. But not having someone off to finish the chances is, um, you know, incredibly detrimental to any team's success. As we've seen with um, Belgium, you know, when Romelu Lukaku came on and just missed so many chances and, you know, potentially cost Belgium a place in the knockout stages. So... Yeah, I think those are two elements in particular. Um, I think when we get to, when we're in the knockout stages, I think, you know, of course, being defensively sound and finishing off chances, I think those are probably the two most critical elements in terms of who goes on to potentially to win the overall title. So I think that's definitely something to keep an eye on when we are looking at Tianyu. Anything that we haven't covered yet that um, we may have missed in terms of the most exciting matches? What have you been keeping your eye on? Uh, yeah, just like uh, Fu Yu and Yang Guang said, uh, the Group E clash is really thrilling. Um, this year's World Cup has been filled with upsets, and the Japanese team just seems pretty good at creating this kind of twists. So I uh, I want I want to focus on this uh, the, the match between uh, Japan and Spain. So uh, in the early morning, the Japanese team shocked the world again with a victory over Spain. So, uh, honestly, this is not something we were expecting. You know, Morata scored an early goal, and the Spanish team was controlling the ball for most of the time. But uh, like we've said before, uh, the Japanese players are really persistent and physical, and they kept giving pressure to the Spanish defense line with their tireless running. And finally, they found the loophole and got them two goals. But I think I think it's true. Uh, the second goal. Is quite controversial because you know from uh, from our perspective, the ball was off the uh, off the end line, but uh, you know the referee checked the VAR and gave her credit. So um, the second ball aside, we should still give some credit to these uh, Japanese team, and it was an exciting match. You know they had a great start in this tournament, and hopefully they can deliver more upsets in the knockout stage. Yeah, I think by the time we get to the knockout stages, I think just for football in general, to see some of these teams that haven't dominated over previous years um, performing well and challenging, you know, these giants of football, I think it's only good for the game because I think the more lower ranked teams that perform well at the World Cup, just to get more kids around the world that aren't necessarily from Brazil or Germany or Argentina, um, you know, playing football and getting involved in sports and seeing people that they know from their home nations, you know, performing on the global stage in any sports, I think is a great thing. So I think, you know, the likes of, like we've already mentioned, Japan, Morocco, um, a couple of other nations as well, just performing so well is really fantastic to see. And I think that, you know, football fans should be happy about that that every you know four years it's not going to just be the same nations um that are only performing well look i think when we get to the you know for example the semi-finals and the finals i still think that we are going to see um nations that are the favorites reaching those rounds although to be fair in 2018 no one expected croatia to go all the way to the final but um yeah i'm not sure if that will happen that kind of upset will happen this year but overall i think 
another takeaway point from these group stages is that look um any team that goes out there and performs really well is well coached has a lot of fitness and determination and drive and good tactics um can cause upsets and i think that's really fantastic for the game and i think that's definitely been my highlights of the group stages so far is just seeing um well of course i mean it's you know fantastic to see you know messi and ronaldo and argentina and portugal and brazil and whatever doing really well but also just seeing unexpected teams and unexpected names doing well it's really really exciting and just such a a beautiful part of the world cup so it's it's great that that uh tradition let's call it is continuing Yang Guang, of course, um, football is massive in China, and I'm sure that Chinese fans have been buzzing about all of the matches that have been happening in the group uh, group stages. Uh, but what have been the most discussed uh, matches by Chinese fans up until this point? The most um, talked about um, matches: Germany against Costa Rica, Japan against uh, Spain, right now. But I want to mention two two persons um, who got really famous in China these days because of the World Cup. First of all, Gavi, the 19-year-old Spanish player, um, he's definitely been eye-catching, especially for female fans in China. Um, even yeah. even my Across wife. Across the world, too. Apparently, I've heard rumors that the Princess of Spain is a big fan of Gavi. Yeah, that, that was a, there's a big rumor circulating uh, yes. these days on social media. My wife, who never watches football, also asked me about the kickoff time of Spain's game, um, just to follow Gavi. Um, another personality that has gained um, massive popularity, surprisingly, a Qatari prince, Abdurrahman Fahad Al Thani. Uh, the young prince fiercely flailed his arms in the air and shouted in disappointment in Qatar's opening game loss to Ecuador. His antics and dramatic facial expressions were caught on camera during the live broadcast game and uh, quickly went viral on Chinese social media. Many have compared his appearances uh, to the official 2022 FIFA mascot, um, Laib. Um, he scored over 15 million followers from the Chinese version of TikTok wow. so far. I think, but I also, you know, well, that's amazing. I think that's going to, you know, be great for him. But I also think um, it's it's great to see, you know, dignitaries and royals and presidents and whatever um, getting so passionate about um, their national teams and how they perform. So I think that's also really fantastic to see. And also, look, I think Gavi has been eye candy for a lot of uh, people that are watching the football. But we also have to, from a sporting perspective, he's a, a truly phenomenal player. Um, and I think that he's also been instrumental to Spain's success. Yeah. I think, you know, the combina- the midfield combination of Pedri, Gavi and uh, Sergio Busquets has been um, a huge determining factor in um, Spain's success in the group stages. So, yeah, I think we might be seeing more of Gavi um, as the World Cup progresses, but also as, um, you know, the years progress. I think that he's going, well, you know, if he remains injury-free, I think he's going to be a player that um, we talk about for, for many years to come. Um, for you, of course, we've we've mentioned um, a couple of teams already um, in terms of the group stages. And as we approach um, the knockout stages, you know, the last 16 and then the quarters, the semis, and, uh, you know, eventually we will reach the final. Um, there's a couple of teams that are looking really strong already at this point. It is early days. Um, but, yeah, I think we've seen a couple of teams that are really standing out and are either exceeding expectations or are, you know, kind of proving 
um, the bookmakers correct. Um, but just from your, um, from what you've you've viewed of the World Cup so far, which teams, in your opinion, are the best so far? Um, yes, like you said, it's still early, but I think Brazil have been doing pretty well. They've actually been low on my radar. Um, I'm, of course, saying this just from my own perspective. I haven't watched them that much because I I know they're pretty safe in their group. And um, yeah, they've secured their spot in the next stage early. And it didn't seem like they needed to work very hard for that as well. Um, I mean, in their group, Switzerland and Serbia weren't such tough tasks for Brazil. So they didn't have to exhaust themselves just to progress. Um, but they might be without Neymar for a few more games if Neymar will come back um, at, at all. So let's um, let's see how much of an impact that will have on um, this Brazilian squad as they begin their quest for their sixth World Cup title. Many Brazilians are also very optimistic about their campaign in Qatar. And now let's hear from former national team player Rafinha. And I'd like to note here that this is not the Rafinha who's currently on the Brazilian squad in this World Cup. The player who's speaking used to play for Barcelona and Paris Saint-Germain. I've seen they're really strong, very strong, and I think they can reach the, the final and win the World Cup. They, they, very strong in all the, the lines in, in the match, in defence, midfield and offence. So I hope and I believe that they, they're going to win. Yeah, I think, um, look, for you, Brazil are definitely one of those powerhouses and also a team that not a lot of people have had their radar on, like you said, for, for, for some reason. But I think when you look at their overall squad, even without Neymar, the depth that they have in the positions, I think that's also just a critical element of the World Cup, is not just having a strong starting eleven, but having depth across all areas of the pitch, and Brazil is definitely one of those teams. I mean, just the options that they have in attack and midfield alone, I mean, you know, I can list at least, uh, you know, 20, 30 names that you would that you would recognize. Um, so I think that's also going to be a huge element for Brazil as the tournament progresses, because, look, players will tire, players will get injured, and I think Brazil are, are one of those squads that has the depth to deal with injuries to stars. Look, I mean, Neymar's not the average, you know, star. He's probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest name in uh, South American, if not global football. Um, but I think just with the, the coaching that Brazil has, with the depth that they have, and the experience that they have, not just as a nation, but in their squad right now, um, I think that they are definitely one of the teams to watch in terms of progressing potentially all the way to the final. Um, Tianyu, besides Brazil, are there any other teams that are looking really strong at this point in time, in your opinion? Uh, yeah, like uh, like Fuyu said, I think uh, the traditional powerhouses have been doing great. You know, Brazil, France, Spain have all showed that shown their strength. Uh, I think they're uh, the, they're the best three, and uh, and also like I said previously, I think England is definitely one of the favorites for this tournament. You know they have great potential uh, as long as they pay more attention to their defense power, and also uh, surprisingly, Argentina has staged a comeback after the defeat to Saudi Arabia. Uh, they they looked a lot better now compared to their uh, first match. And apart from that, uh, like like Brennan said, Portugal is also looking great. Bruno Fernandes scored two goals in the previous match, 
and Cristiano Ronaldo seems to be in good form. And I think uh, they also need some more efforts to focus on defense in the next matches. And uh, apart from that, I also want to talk about the disappointing teams. You know, Belgium must be on the list. You know, they've got a great, uh, they've got a strong squad, but their performance just didn't deserve the high expectation from their fans. If you ever watched game between Belgium and Croatia, you would know how mad their fans are right now. They wasted many opportunities, and the passings were not organized. And、uh, you just can't count Kevin De Bruyne alone to do all the jobs, and not to mention the rumors around the conflict inside the team.、Uh, it's not a very pleasant journey for them, I think. And uh, Germany uh, sadly also doesn't live up to their fans' ex- expectation. Like we've talked about before,、uh, the team really needed a decent tall striker to change their situation. Yeah, it seems like Germany's tactics were really suited for a centre forward, and they just didn't have it. And look, I think、um, going back to Belgium, their fans have every right to be disappointed because, yeah, even though Kevin De Bruyne is a massive star, I mean they've got stars on all you know areas of the pitch. So I think that their performance was extremely disappointing as well. And just going back to the the two Bruno Fernandez goal as a, goals as a Cristiano Ronaldo fan, I'm going to claim that Ronaldo's hair touched the ball. I'm still claiming that that header as a as a Ronaldo goal,、um, but yeah. Also, I think Argentina deserve massive credit for、um, overturning that Saudi Arabia defeat and then coming back with two victories. I think that's incredibly admirable, and the likes of Messi and other players in the squad, particularly the defense,、um, deserve a lot of credit for their turnaround in form. So I think their increased confidence is also something to look out for、um, as the World Cup progresses. So yeah, I think there's a lot of There were a lot of disappointing performances, but I think there's also、um, a few teams that are looking really strong at the moment, and I think that's also fantastic for the World Cup that we're not going to, you know, get any predictable results or anything like that. I think that there's at least I would say six or seven teams that I think can go all the way. So I think that's really fantastic for the World Cup overall.、Um, Yangguang, there's been. You know we've mentioned Gabby already,、um, but there's been plenty of standout players at the World Cup so far. Can you think of any others that are really looking good at this point in time and could potentially、um, lead their nation to a World Cup victory?、Mm-hmm. Um, Cody Gakpo of the Netherlands. I would never put him、uh, among the potential standout players of the World Cup ahead of the tournament.、Um, to be honest, I barely knew this name. Before Qatar, but、um, as we talked about in previous episodes,、um, there are always cases at the World Cup that nobody becomes somebody.、Um, I guess Gakpo is such a personality here.、Uh, one goal for each game in the group stage,、uh, I think, has proved him a steady firepower for the Dutch team,、uh, which the team can really rely on.、Uh, Gakpo's athleticism is great. He looks. An all-around package with his pace, with his height, with his ability to create chances for teammates, as well as to find the net himself.、Um, I would rate him the best player so far,、um, if not the best find for me personally so far.、Um, stats have it now that、um, Gakpo's、um, asking price has been doubled, and his World Cup performance is not over yet. 
Yeah, that's amazing. And it's it's a name that I recognize, you know, as a Manchester United fan. I think he was very close to making a move. And for some reason, it didn't happen. I think it had to do with the signing of Anthony, um, which was also proven to be a great signing for Manchester United. But um, yeah, he's definitely been a name that's been on the radar of football scouts for a while now. And it's just great to see him performing on the global stage. And yeah, I think he was a surprise name that um, has really stood out at this World Cup. And of course, we've seen the likes of Messi and Ronaldo performing really well. And we've seen um, a couple of other players um, standing up, particularly for Brazil, the likes of, you know, Richarlison and Casemiro and um, a couple of other names as well. But also another exciting element of the World Cup is those names that we are not very familiar with that perform incredibly well on the global stage and do things like doubling their asking price and, um, you know, remaining on the lips of football fans around the world. And I think that is going to be um, an exciting element as well, just uh, keeping an eye on footballers that are going to become global superstars over the course of the coming weeks but that is all we have time for on this week's episode of sideline story thank you so much for joining us and of course we will be back next week with our latest fifa world cup talking point and we'll see you then 